Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Norman, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock as always to take you through the team list. Round 17 has just dropped. Dom, I feel like we're both in a little bit of strife this week. <laughs> Running low on trades, but um, at least have a, uh, a full 17 together, which you know, can't be said for last week. Uh, yeah, big round in fantasy, head-to-head finals for those who have made it. Um, very big round if you came between fifth and eighth, so it's knockouts from here on out. So, uh, yeah, every point matters. Yeah, massively. Some big decisions to be made. A few guys are still not back or potentially back, but we're not sure if they're back until game day. Lots of team lists to wade through. We'll start off with uh, the Thursday night clash between the Broncos and the Panthers. can see this one getting a bit one-sided by the 80-minute mark. We'll see how this one pans out. Uh, Payne Haas back is a, a very welcome sight for almost all of us, uh, serving his two-game suspension. Isaac Luke also back from suspension. Corey Oates back in from injury as well. Uh, a few tweaks to the back line. Um, what do you got here? Yeah, so Haas is a big one. He's obviously been a really good captaincy option for everyone all year. Um, should score well, even if Brisbane get hammered, you know, if he gets big minutes, I guess. Um, probably not a great matchup for someone like David Fafita, who usually needs attacking stats. If the Panthers get a big win here, it could be rough on him, but you know, he, can, he showed it last week against the Roosters. He can score a um, solid try in any uh, situation. So... Yeah, it's a funny one because um, everyone's expecting a massive Penrith win and yet this game features two, you know, the top two captaincy options in fantasy with Haas up against Cleary and um, either one is still a pretty good option, you know, if, if, even if the result is heavily you know, in Penrith's favour. You think even if Penrith trounce them, Haas is still going to get plenty of stats in the middle. Um... Worth noting, uh, Reese Kennedy, a few people punted on him as a bit of a cash-down option purely for the two weeks that Haas was out, but actually kept his starting spot with Joffe and Gowie mm. suspended. Um, he talked about Fafita needing attacking stats, probably Katoni Staggs in a similar boat, and a few people will be either Absolutely. running with him at centre or potentially looking at him given the other centres that we've lost in the last couple of weeks. The um, Penrith team's quite interesting. Um, Viliami Kikau back from suspension. Isaiah Yo, uh, I don't think any of us will be surprised to see him sitting out a week after that concussion last week. A few tweaks to the pack. Kurt Capewell, if we all remember him, um, I bought him, I had him for one week, I think, before <laughs> I broke him. Um, he's back, but only on the bench. He's available at centre, which is um, potentially intriguing for the uh, the run home. And Appy Coruscant, who I and plenty of other people really, really need, is in Jersey 18. I guess the good news there is they'll at least know before the round starts if he's playing or not. Yeah, a lot of interesting things there. Um, Capewell is an interesting one. If he's a starting second rower like he was um, most of the time at the start of this season, uh, you know, he's one of the elite centres. There's, there's not that many 80-minute second rowers, are there any, who are available at centre this year um, who are fit. So uh, he's not starting this week because he's had a huge, uh, you know, quite a long injury layoff. but you know, is he being worked back into the team with a view to starting him in the next few weeks? Um, we don't really know that. Obviously, the current Panthers back rowers have performed really well uh, this year, so there's no huge need for them to rush him into the starting team. Um, and that pretty much is the the um, deciding factor, I think, on whether Capel is going to be a good buy or not. If he if he starts, then he's good. If he just on the bench, then it's probably not worth it. But when people are selling. Guys like Latrell Mitchell or um, Tommy Talao this week, you kind of need to make a call quickly. So it's a tough situation. 
yeah, it is a tough one. Liam Martin is the factor there. Obviously, Kikau short up that left edge spot, but Martin sort of really flourished since coming in for for Cape. Well, he was probably a bit erratic in his first few games, but he's um, he's really flourished, uh, particularly the last few weeks that the Sharks game. He was tremendous, so uh, might be hard to dislodge him. Although Martin can also um, play a bit of middle, so he might drop back to the bench for potentially someone like Lenny Yu in the coming weeks. But um, yeah, if you need a, a centre this week, it's a huge gamble. Uh, Friday, 6pm game is the Knights up against the Sharks uh, up there in the Hunter. Um, no major team changes, although Chris Randall dropping back out of the um, the starting 17 is uh, a drama for a few coaches, no doubt. Yeah, he didn't get a big score last week off the bench anyway, I think in the 20s. 23, um, I think. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, as we said, any points is better than no points, so it's going to be frustrating for those who have uh, got Randall, but um, no massive surprise. They could still spring that change again before um, kickoff, which they did last week with Crossland uh, out and Randall on the bench. Um, we'll see. Mitch Barnett's the other one. Um, been a gun scorer recently, carrying an injury. Kind of picked up early in the second half, I think, last week and then came back on. Uh, was in a bit of doubt, but um, I think he's going to play as named. Yeah, he's uh, back-to-back, 80-minute, 70-plus scores. Obviously, took a, a dent with that sternum injury. Sounds like he's going to be playing through a pain-killing injection, so not great signs for this week. Certainly not one to buy this week, although it was an intriguing pickup last week, um, and probably quite a few jumped on. Um, anyone else worth talking about? Pierce going okay with no green. Man going pretty well at Hooker. Yeah, those two. Um... You know, Cameron Ponga, everyone's got at this point, I think. David Clemmer's one. He's kind of gone under the radar. He's been a really good high 50 scorer all year in the front row. They take on the Sharks, who uh, Chad Townsend is back. Uh, was it a calf strain? Kept him out for about five games. Connor Tracy goes back to the bench. Andrew Fafida appears to have been dropped, which is mm. unexpected battling injury and fitness. He's had knee issues and finger issues and so on uh, this year. But, um, yeah, tough times there. Uh, Fantasy-wise, not a whole lot doing. <laughs> I think there's still nothing. We, we didn't come up with much to talk about with uh, Cronulla last week. I think there's mm. possibly less this week. So, um, yep, I got nothing. Yep, I also have nothing. The uh, late Friday game, one of the real blockbusters of the uh, round, one of the two um, real top-of-the-table clashes. I'm looking forward to watching uh, the Storm uh, travel to Sydney to play the Rabbitohs, who all of a sudden are looking like um, a serious threat for the uh, the finals. They had their first win of the year against the top eight team last week, did it in dramatic fashion, 38-0 over the Eels, and now uh, hosting the Storm. They do lose Latrell Mitchell, which is a huge blow for South and for plenty of fantasy coaches. Alex Johnston back from a head knock. Um, replacing him, uh, straight swap at fullback, uh, Dane Gagai listed to return from a hammy strain, um, taking that spot uh, back from Stephen Masters. Yeah, um, South's really an interesting one. They've got Damien Cook, who's still been a little... Is it weird to say 60 points last week is underwhelming, but when when the very top scorers have been inning 65s uh, and up, you know, the top guys, Clary and Haas, averaging in the low 70s, um, Cook's still been a, a bit below that. Um, uh, and otherwise, they're, it's probably their backs can really cash in in games like last week where they really rack up a score. So mm. both halves, Reynolds and Walker, um, did really well last week. Campbell Graham has been quite good and his handy dual position player. So um, this isn't the kind of game that usually suits those yeah. guys up against a very good Storm team. So tricky to buy any, any of those guys this week, but, you know, in the run home. 
got a couple of easier games coming up that they might, you know, rack up a few tries. I think if you do need a centre, there's no real outstanding options. Probably, I mean, Lomax is the, the pricey one who's in most teams already anyway. But I think Campbell Graham's potentially one of the ones that should be worth looking at. But like you say, this week against the Storm, he's had a, a whole lot of attacking stats the past fortnight against Manly and Para. But uh, we'll do it a bit tougher, you would think, against the Storm. Although he is not too badly priced and dual position. So still some, um, you know, some points in his favour there if you do need a centre to replace Latrell or Talau or anyone else. Uh, Storm team, um, Brinko Lee into the centres for Marion Seve, who unfortunately did an ACL last week. Um, Chris Lewis into the starting side, make a stack, made a stack of tackles last week. Um, Tino Fasu Malaawe shifts to lock. Nelson Asper Solomon are out for a week or two with a calf strain. Riley Jacks back into the 17. Um, Plenty of reinforcements back, but haven't quite lit up in, in fantasy terms yet. Yeah, again, not much new here in terms of fantasy keepers. I think Pappenhausen had a really good game last week with a few try assists. Um, Smith was solid enough in the score in the 50s. His average is still good across the season. Uh, Tyron Munster's had a bit of a slump fantasy-wise. He came back last week, uh, scored in the 30s. Um, hasn't had a really big score for a while, but you know, again, it's the kind of player that in a big attacking game for, for Melbourne, he can get amongst the tries and assists and get a you know blockbuster score in 80 or 90. So could be a point of difference, but yeah, not one of the form halves at the moment, fantasy-wise. No, definitely. Uh, Bulldogs and the Titans, 3 p.m. on Saturday at ANZ Stadium. Uh, just a couple of tweaks on the bench. Luke Thompson and Jake Averillo both return. Uh, Stianic Katoa and Dean Britt drop out. Uh, Thompson's been a major bust since I bought him. Back-to-back 50s look like um, absolute walk-up start for 50 points a game and has not quite gone to plan since then. Yeah, so his last start a couple of weeks ago, he scored, I think, better than a point a minute, um, but it was still a score in the 30s because he only played about half an hour off the bench. So, yeah, hopefully after last week's you know rest, he comes back and gets decent game time. Um, in an ideal world, he comes on after 20 minutes and plays out the rest of the game, but we'll see how that, you know, if that happens. Um, it's still funny in a week like this where Averillo and Thompson, who are both um, in a fair few teams, them coming back even if they score 20s or 30s is really handy for a lot of you know fantasy teams who are low on trades. Um, and uh, you know that's better than a red dot. Um, the other talking point, I guess, in the Bulldogs is Fatala Mahana. Another try last week, another big score. It's an amazing try scoring run in it's the second half of the season. Especially in a team that's coming dead last and struggling for points to have a a back yep. rower crossing so regularly. Um, Matt Dury, the, the possible cheapie of a couple of weeks ago, hasn't quite panned out back to the bench, obviously, after that one game listed to start. Um, I think I feel like it was a pretty poor score on the weekend as yeah, well. 14 in less than 40 minutes. Not great. Um, Titans team, plenty to talk about here. Heaps to talk about, actually. Um, Tyrone Peachy, who we've discussed a lot, is still at lock, despite Milwaukee Fodawaka returning from suspension. He's on the interchange, which will be interesting to see how that pans out for his minutes. We've also got Jai Arrow, um, who was on our um, Sunday session podcast mm. a couple of weeks ago, um, promising to make his return this year. He's been named in the reserves of tight saying he's a chance to come back from injury, which could have implications for both Peachy and Fodawaka. Um, plus elsewhere in the side, um, AJ Brimson probably worth talking about. He's absolutely carved up since coming back from injury as well. Yeah, Brimson, I thought at the start of the year was going to be pretty good when he did um, play. 
his, his previous average at fullback was, I think, mid-40s, but he's been much better than that. He's been scoring 60s pretty regularly. Um, a lot of tackle breaks, line breaks, setting up uh, teammates for tries. has just been awesome. So um, well done to those of you who have got him. He's still an option, I guess, if you're looking for a, um, a fullback or a, a bench player to cover fullback in, in the halves. Uh, Peachy, yeah, I think he's best of the centre option bench this week. Um, he scores pretty well in the middle when he does get on the field and you know when he starts like this week it's a bonus. He got a try last week I think which helped but uh, should be a really good you know at least consistent scorer which is rare in the centres. I mean Peachy last week was great in fantasy and great for the Titans. Do you, I'm wondering if he's made any kind of a case to keep that starting lock role given that they can't get the spoon and they can't make the finals and Jairo is coming back from injury and headed to South next year. Do they maybe just let Peachy run amok in the 13 jersey for the, the rest of the season? Or is that sort mm. of a bit optimistic for those who have him or are looking to buy him? Could be an option. As you say, it's time for them to try stuff. And uh, if they can use him as a, you know, a ball playing, you know, running lock um, and make that work, it's, it's an interesting weapon to have going forward, you know, especially with all these monster forwards they're going to bring in next year. Point of difference, so yeah, it, they they could run with it and you know use the big guys off the bench. Interesting to see what happens there. Uh, the middle Saturday game, the Sea Eagles and the West Tigers, very hard game to tip. Um, been some um, pretty up and down and mostly down performances from both clubs of late. Um, Seagulls injury crisis gets even worse. Ruben Garrick gone for the year with an AC joint injury in his shoulder. Joel Thompson also out with a, I assume, injured. I haven't seen what's wrong with him yet. Uh, but Abbas Miski, um, who may remember the, the Lebanese uh, international winger, um, comes in on the wing. Jack Gajewski starting in the back row. Corey Waddell in um, on the interchange. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I guess DCE was close to a massive score last week. We took out the eight missed tackles. Yeah, yeah. So still got fifty, which is pretty solid in a, a losing side for a halfback. Um, his base that's just so solid. Um, kick meters, you know, tackles. He's getting through a fair few tackles in these uh, losses. Just the missed tackles, as you say. You would like to cut those down um, a bit below par for the other usual keepers in this uh, team. Marty um, Tapau in the forties. You know, really good first stint and then didn't do much in the second stint. Jake Boyovich, 45. So I think those guys will improve in, in this game if it's a closer one against the Tigers, as you'd expect it will be. Yeah, Tapao was 30-something, 30 33 after 28 or 29 minutes. He had that try assist for, uh, for Noah Blake and was racing along and then he had a really long rest and didn't do a lot in his second stint, which would have been disappointing for his owners. Uh, West Tigers team, some bad news um, <laughs> for play fantasy coaches with Tommy Talao dropped. I don't think any of us will be too surprised if we watched the game last week. Four errors and four missed tackles, even if you only saw the fantasy stats. Uh, around zero after 80 minutes on the field is um, probably indicative of someone who didn't have the best night on the park. They've also made a switch uh, at fullback with uh, Adam Dewey, who also had a troubled um, time um, moving to centre with uh, Moses Embi shifting to the back. A few tweaks in the forward pack, but it doesn't seem to affect... Um, Alex Twile, who's the main fantasy talking point. Yeah, so, I mean, Eisenhuth being benched maybe helps Twile, but, yeah, the other, yeah, just say, Tommy Talao, big, uh, big headaches for those, especially for those who were starting him in the centres and have no backup centres. Um, I mean, on the bright side, he's not going to score any, any worse than he did last week. But uh, oh. you don't really, <laughs> really want to 
uh, you know, forced red dot at this, start, this stage of the season. I guess it can still be used as a loophole if you've got more than 17 scorers. Um, otherwise, Harry Grant, um, for those who held him, he got 47 last week, uh, which is all right. I don't know if he's going to stay starting and playing big minutes in the last few rounds if it looks like the Tigers are out of the finals race, which they are already, effectively. I was reading some... Um high quality material from our former colleague, uh, Michael Champy chamis in the SMH, um, speculating that um, Harry Grant's minutes may be limited through the closing rounds now that they're pretty much out of the finals race and he's leaving the club to invest in um, Jacob Little and um, what's his name? The uh, Is it Simpkins? Or, Simpkins, yeah. Uh, yeah the, so. the young Queensland um, up and coming hooker as well. So um, a bit of a question mark over Grant's minutes moving forward, although uh, I mean, technically, the Tigers can still make the finals. They would need to win all their games and have other results go their way. Probably Sharks drop off a cliff. So I don't know if they're still going sort of all guns blazing, trying to just do whatever they can to, to win the next game or two and see what happens. But um, if they lose this week or even if they win and the Sharks win, it's pretty much uh, curtains for them. So from next week onwards, we may see some um, changes to what's happening with the, uh, the number nine situation at the club. <laughs> Um, second blockbuster of the round, Saturday night. Very excited for this one. The Raiders and the Roosters, grand final rematch. Um, should be plenty of feeling in this one. Raiders, um, again, just some switches between who's starting and who's on the bench in terms of their forward pack. Um, Tom Starling, who was sensational with two tries last week, despite spending some time in the sin bin and losing some points. Uh, he drops back to the bench. Corey Harrower and I also returns um, after sitting out the game against his former club last weekend. Yeah, so it was a double for Starling. It was a try-scoring double for uh, Jack White as well. Got mm. one of his uh, big scores, uh, 79. You can do that once in a while. Um, otherwise, John Bateman's trucking along nicely. He scores in the 60s pretty consistently. Um, yeah, they're the talking points. Uh, it's funny, this forward rotation thing where they just, mm. the players seem to decide basically between themselves during the week who's starting and who's not. And then they... Yeah. Uh, just line up on game day how they like. Um, I don't know if it changes the minutes too much for those guys. You know, yeah. the hooker and all those middles get some time on the bench anyway. So, mm. uh, Starling ended up playing the whole game other than the only rest he got was halftime and the 10 minutes in the Sinbin, which I almost feel like the Sinbin might have actually boosted his minutes. He might have been close to mm. getting a change, I think, because he had to go off for 10 minutes and come back on. They just left him out there. But, yeah, starting from, assuming he does start from the bench, you wouldn't... Um, seen playing anywhere near that um hopefully still gets his sort of 50 odd um bateman i noticed had zero demerits which is quite impressive for someone who plays on the edge and had what five busts two offloads meters picked up some kick meters as well um <laughs> of everything on the stat sheet other than um tries and assists for uh for baits but yeah definite point of difference option for the uh, the run home you would think um roosters team Plenty to plenty to to talk about here. Probably more for the um the the wider rugby league audience than fantasy with Sonny Bill and and Luke Carey into the team. What's going on there? But um, what do you what do you mean fantasy takeouts of this uh, new look team? I, I guess the main thing is for Nat Butcher owners. It's not great news. Uh, he's back to the bench this week, which uh, isn't a disaster. Uh, with Boyd Corner starting, um, but Sonny Bill's back on the bench. Um, Angus Crichton is in the reserves. Mitch Orbison's in the reserves. So mm. there's a lot of options there for second rowers 
um, who could take minutes off Butcher or bump Butcher out of their 17 altogether in the last few weeks. So um, something to keep an eye on. You know, if you're relying on Butcher in your top 17, it, it could be a headache if he gets bumped out and let, you know, with two rounds to go or something. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe don't burn through all your trades if you can afford it, uh, if you've got him in your team. Um, otherwise, oh, yeah, James Tedesco. Good game. Yeah. 112. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about captaining him because I tried him as captain for a couple of weeks and he just completely forgot how to score and set up tries and he was getting high 40s yeah. instead of the 70s and 80s we expected. I just kind of put him in the never again. I, as captain. I, I, I did see one or two people who had made him captain for the three previous weeks when he got scores in the 40s and then changed it to Carrigan or someone. And then he gets 112. That stings. Uh, yeah, this is why I just like to avoid backs and just take the big scores when they come and don't try to guess when it's going to happen. Um, Seems obvious, though, in hindsight against the Broncos that he was going to do some stuff. It does make a lot of sense, but <laughs> there are some games like that where he's also quiet because they don't need, need him to set up tries, but this one of them he cashed in. Even though I didn't consider I think that's his best score ever as well. Yeah, he's got a couple of hundreds, but no big ones, I don't think. Mm. Um, colossal rookie error for myself on the weekend. I um, had gone Carrigan as captain, and then the more I thought about it, the more I thought I have to go Cleary as captain. And then I was out at Bankwest covering the eels Rabbitohs game, driving in and getting set up, and kickoff happened. And then I remembered I hadn't changed it from Carrigan, so I cost myself about 30 captaincy points. In the week, where I already had only 15 or 16 scorers. Rookie mistake. Um, that quick. Anyway, the Warriors and the Eels up at the Central Coast, uh, Sunday, 4pm. Uh, I'm not sure who to tip in this one either. The Eels were uh, really filling a hole um, last week against South and Warriors were super impressive. Um, particularly impressive was Roger Tuivasa-Shek, who got, was it 93, I think he finished up with. Um, team change-wise, the Eels lone players yep. go out. Uh, Eli Katoa also missing. I think he must be injured as well. Um, Beal in Murchie starts, Curran and Papali'i join the bench. Yeah, the Warriors are actually down to 20 fit play, players in their whole squad at the moment. So not a lot of options for their for their team. They haven't actually got a full 21 this week. So don't expect many late changes. Um, yeah, two of us at Sheck had one of his monster games. Jazz Devanga scored well as well. Um, Toho Harris a bit um, low by his standards, just didn't get um, many tackles. I think it was these fewest tackles all year. So um, expect that to change unless they get another big win this week. There's a possibility, I suppose, on current form. Well, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Eels, the big news here. Jay Field back in for Dylan Brown, who probably won't play again this year, certainly won't play again this fantasy uh, season um, after having surgery on a, an ankle injury. Um, Field was in plenty of teams when he had that explosive club debut um, mid-season when Moses was out for a couple of weeks. If anyone's still got him, then happy days. Potentially a cash-down option in the halves for the run home, maybe, if he's still... How much is he now? Should have checked that before I started. But, um, he's 391. 391. Yeah, so still cheap, can score well. Um, Eels with probably still not the toughest draw other than Penrith um, in round 18. So chance for a few attacking stats for him. Yeah, so he scores this year 64, 42, 32. It's all pretty good, isn't it? Um, for someone that price. So, yeah, not a bad cheap option if you need to cash someone out. Um, do we expect Mitch Moses's points to go up at all with Brown out? 
they've both been scoring quite well together, so I don't know if necessarily yeah. makes a huge difference. I mean, they mostly play left and right, and Moses takes most of the kicking anyway. And if someone else, I mean, Brown takes a few, but I mean, so does Reed Marnie, and Moses still sort of gets five or six hundred per game. I don't I see Jay Field playing a pretty similar role to, to Brown, really. I'm not sure it changes Moses much. He just needs the team to go well and, and to get some attacking stats, pretty much. Yep. A few goals. Ideally, yeah. Um, the Cowboys and the Dragons is the final game of the round. Um, another one I'm not quite sure who to tip. Tough round in that sense. Uh, Michael Morgan out injured um, potentially for the season or could be back for the last round or so with a calf injury. Jake Clifford comes in. The Hammer back on the mm. week. Um, had a slight hamstring strain. Val Holmes shifts to fullback. Scott Drinkwater, the halves. Um, Dejan Assi to the bench and Granville out. Esan Masters back in the team and uh, Gav Cooper in for the suspended Cohen Hess. So plenty of changes. Yeah, quite a few changes. Um, I guess Hammer's the, the big one, but you don't really want to be relying on him too much at this no. point. But, you know, points are points. Uh, and the Dragons are a team that the Cowboys could theoretically put some points on uh, at home. So could be a week where um, Tabuwe Fido gets trial to. Who knows? Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, not much else hugely relevant fantasy-wise. Tom Malolo, we're still expecting to be two or three weeks away. Um, at best, if he comes back at all. I feel like he probably will come back before the end of the season, but yeah. who knows if it's before round 20. I think I feel like round 19 would be absolute best-case scenario. And I mean, whether he gets risked with the team not having a whole lot to play for, although they do have... Brisbane in the um, the final round, which could actually have a, you know, if Canterbury find a, a win or two between now and then, could be a playoff for the, um, you know, the Wooden Spoon potentially or a chance to keep Brisbane in last place. And obviously the rub between the two clubs, so might be fired up for that one uh, if he is back fit by then. Uh, Dragons, the probably the least changed team of anyone, I think, this weekend. Just a tweak on the bench with Phil Maiano back from suspension and Trent Merrin out. Um, wasn't the best news for their two main guns, Hunt and McInnes, last week? Well, McInnes was steady. Hunt ended up getting almost 80 minutes, but not uh, not his best score. Yeah, so 52 points. He played 77 minutes or something because uh, Billy Britton came on at hooker and then got knocked out after three minutes and went back off again. So um, Britton's still there. So I assume Hunt's going to get time on the bench at yep. least this week and maybe going forward if this is the new game plan. Uh, Dan Young, so yeah, not great news for Hunt. He's obviously not a seller or anything. He's getting 50s um, regardless, but uh, yeah, not a captaincy option, I think, while Britain is on the bench. Yep, I would agree. Um, that's pretty much it for the team. Just getting some questions. Um, start off with Tiffany Tenney, who writes in, is Sonny Bill worth the risk in a knockout <laughs> head-to-head? Uh, I would say no this it'll, week. So. It'll be something. It might be exciting, but... Um, I don't think yeah. it would be a good move fantasy-wise. I think he's relevant for draft, maybe. Um, but I, I think he's likely just going to come off the bench for the last few rounds and then just be handy for them in the finals. Especially with how many big-minute guys they've got. Corden are back from injury last week. And then Crichton and Orbison both pretty close to, to back as well. I mean, does, does Sunny Bill even make the 17 once Crichton and Orbison and Corden and everyone's all fit? Yeah. Look at the way Tupanu is playing and Butcher. Maybe one of those. Like uh, like a Ryan Hall signing where they bring in a really experienced, you know, former international just as a backup. 
culture signing. Because it's the Roosters and they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt Toby says, is Isaiah Yo a sell? I don't think so. So usually, I mean, the head knock looked bad, but usually from uh, head knocks, players miss one week and then come back. Uh, there's a few exceptions, but we don't know at this point. So I think he's more likely they're not going to play next week. So hold. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ryan Didrickson needs to flick Latrell. Also has Tommy Talau. Uh, Crichton is his one centre left standing. Um, 570k to spend looking at Peachy, Hopawati, Campbell Graham and Katoni Staggs. Yeah, I'd go Peachy, especially if he starts at lock, as named. I mean, the thing with Peachy is, we sort of talked about a bit before, there's, I guess, an outside chance that he keeps the 13 for the rest of the year. But even once Fodder Waker and Arrow are back, he probably goes to the bench and does his usual 50 minutes in the middle and busts a few tackles. So um, at least he's, you know, playing in the forwards and, and getting some work while he's, while he's there. He doesn't need to try to score well, like the yeah. others, really. Yeah. Um, can score a try though, which is a bonus. Uh, Dom Sullivan writes in, he's clearly the best captaincy option this week. Yeah, so it's that tough one. Um, you know, after last week, it's very hard to take it off him. I had him as captain last week and he got uh, 92. Um, so him and Haas, I had a quick look beforehand. Haas I th- has got more 70s than Cleary this year. So I guess he's more likely to score 70, but Cleary is more likely to score 80 or 90 or 100. So um, I think if you're in a head-to-head matchup and you're the favourite to win, then maybe go Haas instead. Or, um, But if you need a, a, a big score... Uh, then Cleary's a good option. And, you know, Cleary's base is still very good as well. So one of those two, yeah, if you think you're the underdog or it's close, then maybe go Cleary and hope for another bumper score against the Broncos. Yeah, with with due respect to Brisbane, I feel like Cleary might get 20-plus points just in conversions this week. So um, definitely worth a uh, worth a look. Uh, Paul Burns writes in, he has four trades left, considering selling Luciano Lelua and Tommy Talao for Tedesco and a cheapy, potentially Jay Field. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you need to sell Lelua at this point? I wouldn't. I mean, I can't, but um, he's been <laughs> scoring. he's been scoring pretty well. His worst case scenario pretty much is... I don't think he hasn't scored under 40 all year. Yeah. It's like 45 in a quiet game and then 50s and 60s if he gets a try or a lot of busts. So, yeah, I think even though four trades at the moment is you know more than a lot of people, I still think it's probably worth holding yeah. him and just if you need a ditch to allow, try to get someone that's you know, of a similar price, I guess. Is, I mean, is there potentially another way to get Tedesco into the lineup? Because he's probably... Pretty must have, to, yeah. to must have for the um, the run home. Although, I mean, he wasn't going that great before the um, before the hundred against uh, Brisbane on the weekend. Um, last Christmas, writes in with a very generic question: top point of difference options in each position for the run home. Any thoughts you want to throw at that? <laughs> Look, I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring up the uh, the stats and everything. So. Point of difference, I guess <laughs> definitions kind of become a bit vague. Um, certainly, you know, in general, guys who become, uh, you know, interesting at the end of the season tend to be points of difference just by default. Like, you know, we've talked about Peachy a lot, but not everyone's had the, the chance to buy someone like Peachy at this stage. So I think he's uh, one of them in the centres. Kurt Capel, certainly, if he gets back in the starting team next week, will be a 
point of difference. Not many people are going to have him in their team. Um, so John say Bateman's only in 3% of teams. There you go, Bateman for the second row. It's not um, a cheap point of difference option, but he's a point of difference. Um, Torhu's still only in 5%. Yeah, absolutely. Alex Twile's only about 3% as well because of his injury, although he's probably yet to hit a really good score since he's uh, come back. Yeah, I mean, it's a general rule that those kind of guys are guys, I guess, who have been injured and come back and you know, everyone's sold or um, people are much less likely to, to have um, certain positions like the hookers. We all know who the best ones are. There's no real obvious points of difference. I mean, you know, does Cameron Smith count now? Yeah. <laughs> As a point, he's in 9% of teams. Just um, uh yeah, there's a few yeah. names. Same in the halves. You want, you absolutely want Cleary, and then you probably want one of, you know, Hunt, Moses, or Cherry Evans as your other one, and potentially I mean, the, those on the bench as well. Yeah, maybe Pierce, but I don't know if he's that much cheaper than those other guys at this point. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much look for for fallen guns or, or someone who's been injured and come back if you want someone left field. Uh, Jarwell is looking for the best cash down or cheap options to allow him to fund one more keeper. Are there any this week? Chase Field we talked about still. So we talked about Field, yeah. Um, is there someone else in the starting team? Oh, how much was... Um, who switched the fullback this week? Mel Holmes? Alex right. Right. M- Moses Embi, I was looking at his numbers. Now, I don't know if he's going to stay at fullback the rest of the season, but he averages 40 or 41 as a fullback and only in the 20s as a centre. So mm. I assume he's been scoring, scoring not great this year. Um, what's his average? 27, averaging yeah. 31 across the season. So, you know, that average could jump to 40, but he's not super cheap. He's on the cheaper side, I guess, one of those centre options. Um, yeah, not a lot of absolute bargains this week, aside from field, I guess. Yeah, there's not a heap. Um, Matt Sindone is thinking about getting Alex Johnston as a cheaper wing fullback option for the run home. Should have the job to keep with Latrell out, um, if not anyone else in that price range. Again, I'm not sure if... This is just going off the top of my head. I'm just looking at some numbers. If Johnston necessarily scores that much better at fullback than he does... Yeah. Yeah, he scores in low 30s as fullback, so he's not really one of those big tackle-breaking guys. No, um, or a huge run-meter guy like you, you know Tedesco's and that. He sort of, he really needs tries or at least assists. Yeah, it looks like his average as a winger is 32 and fullback is 32, so I don't think he's going to get a huge um, boost at fullback. No. Even other than that one monster game um, where he ran a million metres and scored three tries against the Dragons a while back, you know, his last game he scored 30 with two tries. Uh, yes, mm. he was on the wing, but, um, yeah, the, the lack of sort of those extra run metres and, and tackle busts is probably a bit too much of a, um, a question mark for me for a guy who's already sort of 450k. Yeah, he's talking about if anyone else in that price range, I think is in pretty much the same situation, but maybe a better option just with um, some big scores in his... In his past at fullback, he's got 100 ones, I think. Yep. Uh, TK Sports needs a solid wing fullback going into head, head-to-head finals. Who's the best option apart from Ponga and Teddy? Also, if Capel's in this week, is it worth um, shifting Lomax to the back and getting Capel in the centres? Yeah, so we talked about Capel being a bit of a risk this week until we know whether he's going to be in the starting team. So 
probably hold off on that if possible. Um, I think, I mean, Pappenhausen's my third winger fullback. He's been rock solid all year. Yeah. Um, He's been good lately as well. Yeah. Brimson's the other one. He's averaging 54 yeah. for the season. So um, in terms of averages, it's actually Tedesco, Ponga, then Brimson, uh, then Nofaluma, who mm. uh, is a very good... Very speaking, speaking of pods, yeah, in 5% of teams and getting heaps of busts on the wing for the Tigers. So, mm. uh, yeah, those guys in Pappenhausen. Absolutely. Um, Bald man writes in, where on earth is Daniel Saifidi? Um, the knee injury? Yeah. yeah, it was meant to be back this week, but I guess it's been delayed on my week. Right. Joseph Mayota, best player to trade in for Isaiah Yo. Up to about 850k to spend. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in an absolute must-win situation, which a lot of people will be, I guess, I don't think you need to trade Yo. Um, what's it got? 848. Well, we can get quite a lot of players for Yeah. In his situation, I quite like John Bateman. Yeah. Yep, probably won't be in many teams if you're playing it dead. Um, yeah. 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 Otherwise, one of those obvious guns, you know, McInnes, those kind of guys. Uh, Darren Wilson has sense of problems, don't we all? Um, Talau is officially fired from my team. He wrote this before he found out Talau was officially fired also from the West Tigers <laughs> team. Um, who's got the better upside for the rest of the season, Peachy or Capewell? Yeah, so Peachy this week. That's what I said. Yep. Um, another Capewell question from Tez Decors. Uh, who's the best keeper option in the centres at 550k? I think they're both under 550k. They're all around that, yeah. So PG is 553k. So if you can't <laughs> afford that, that hurts. Um, yeah, Capel's 530. Um, yeah, so we'd both say probably don't risk it on Capel. Yeah, not if he's a really bench player. Um, yeah, ideally, Those yeah. Those guys what? have risk, but yeah. If you can get Peachy, then he's much safer than, than the rest, even if he plays on the bench. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Staggs is just over 550K and desperately needs tries to, to put up a score. Um, Campbell Graham's 530. Like we said, been scoring well, but has the storm this week. Um, Joe Manu just over 550K as well and also can score pretty badly without the, uh, the attacking stats. Um, that's all the questions. You see any that I missed? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Lots to get through this week. A lot of centre questions. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to think carefully about my, my final trade of 2020. And, and, and make that make that captaincy choice before uh, yes. Thursday night. I've, I've just put it on uh, Cleary now, and I don't think I'm going to change that again before kickoff. I don't think so. Um, well, it's reverted to Pat Carrigan. Unbelievable. This is how we get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining us. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday with Tanisha for our weekly fantasy video, the Late Mail Crew podcast on uh, Thursday afternoon. All your Late Mail and breaking news on NRL.com through the weekend. Thanks again to our sponsors, Harvey Norman. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss round 18.